Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Positively Wrestling Evolved. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Hey everybody out there, Positively Wrestling, back with you this week. I am Tim Kennard, with me is Steven Davidson, and as always, we are two guys who don't know anything about women, but know a little bit about pro wrestling, talking about women's professional wrestling, and of course, starting uh, at the top there, a great clip from the late, great Scott Hall from his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Um, Yeah, it sucks to have to start on kind of a down note. Uh, and it's saying we are a women's wrestling podcast, but we we got to take a second to talk about what a huge loss to the wrestling community we went through uh, over the week. And that was the passing of Scott Hall, of course. Uh, just just sad stuff, man. Just sad stuff. Yeah, we we have to talk about it. I, as Razor Ramon, he was one of my favorites at, at that time. When he was around to this day, Razor Ramon is one of my favorite wrestling characters of all time. And I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed watching him perform. Um, I, to this day, like so many other people have said, I still do like his Razor Ramon walk. I'll, I'll still say, Oyeme, Chico. Um, people are still out there, you know, hey yo. Hey yo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he left such an impression on millions of people yes literally that's not an exaggeration millions of people um and i mean you hear the stories from the people who knew him and how much he just went out of his way to help everybody and you know it sucks he had such a rough life and um you know stemming from an incident in a bar fight when he was before he was in wrestling um and it just he never really recovered from that um emotionally and um but what's nice is that he, he, he did eventually, you know, get himself to where he was happy and he was content with his life and he was in, in a good place and he was um, healthy. And I, I'm glad, I'm glad he got to do that. And, you know, I'm glad we, we got to see him and got to uh, have the time with him that we had. Yeah. Um, I mean, the mark he left on the industry is unquestionable. And I think it's a lot farther reaching than a lot of people understand i mean yes as razor ramon was just amazing in wwe some 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 of the greatest moments uh, of my wrestling memories between his match with one two three kid on raw um there's the uh the latter match of course with Shawn michaels both of them yeah uh, i mean that's just uh, legendary status for those matches and then one that somebody brought up, and I want to go back and track down. I know, I think you've talked about it before. Yes, I know you, where you're going with this. Yep. And, and you can find it on the network. You just have to go through one of the Shawn Michaels collections to find it. Oh, is it there? Okay. Yes, I found or that out. Peacock. But it, 
Yeah, but it's the uh, the tag match from Action Zone, I think. Yes, yes. And it's uh, the Kid and Razor versus Sean and Diesel. Yep. To this day, one of my five favorite tag team matches of all time. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's uh, what everybody touts as an amazing match. One of the again, mm-hmm. one of the best tag team matches ever. It was um, it was uh, on the second episode of Action Zone. Action Zone was a one hour show on Sunday afternoons on the USA network. That's what it was like at, maybe at noon. Yeah. I think it replaced all American wrestling. So it was like at a, either 11 AM or noon, 10 AM, somewhere around there, late morning or early afternoon. It, I mean, it was almost a throwaway show. Not maybe not at that point. Cause you know, the first few episodes of any new show, they try to treat it like a big deal. Um, if you remember the first episode of main event had CM Punk versus Sheamus, look at it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first episode of action zone had Brett versus Owen. And then the second episode had this tag match. And um, I don't remember what happened after those two episodes, Yeah, <laughs> but, but those two were great. And if you have not seen that tag match, it's not the easiest match to find, but it's worth going out of your way to watch. Yeah. And like I say, if you got, if you have a Peacock uh, or the WWE network, if you're in, if you're not in the U S uh, go through it to one of the Shawn Michaels, like greatest matches collections. Okay. And you can find it through there. Um, but yeah, uh, Scott, and of course, revolutionized the business or helped revolutionize it when he jumped from WWFE to WCW uh, and ignited the Monday Night Wars uh, with him and Kev going over there and the outsiders being formed and eventually leading to the NWO, which not only was like one of the hottest things ratings wise and story wise on TV, but kind of revolutionized how they do contracts now yeah a lot of guaranteed you know because there wasn't always guaranteed contracts that was kind of a newer newer concept um but that kind of made that the the standard yeah uh, after that and also people don't talk about what a creative guy he was behind the scenes something i didn't realize uh, until the stories were coming out obviously uh, in the wake of his passing that he came up with the idea for Sting to do the Crow version of Sting. I didn't know that. He and Sting were like talking in the back one time and he was like, have you seen the movie The Crow? And like he, he came up with the concept and and then Sting did it and it was kind of off to the races. It was yeah, I'm, so glad, I'm so glad he wasn't. Hey, have you seen Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> have that you seen Ace Ventura Sting? Oh my God. Ace Ventura Sting would be, I mean, that's hall of fame right there. I mean, he's already yeah. hall of fame, but that's straight up hall of fame. And <laughs> Bumblebee it all, tuna. Bumblebee tuna. And Scott was great in an era back then where it seemed like everybody was so protective of their spot and whether they got beat, you know, on TV or for titles or whatever. He was one of those guys willing to do the job. Put oh, people yeah. over left and right um like say the the match with kid is one of the biggest ones it's like holy crap but yeah just wanted to take a moment at the top of the show to you know kind of share our appreciation uh for the life and career of a true legend uh in scott hall he will be missed we love you and this, uh, this was the toughest one for me in in quite a while yeah it really was um do you remember you i think you were with us when uh we all went bowling overnight with like our friend Nathan's church. It was your church too, I think. Yeah. 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 You went yeah, too, yeah. Right? yeah. I just remember bowling that night. And when I did well, 
which wasn't often. But when <laughs> I did well, I, I would do like the the Razor Ramon, like quick double thumb point that he used to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was so much was Razor for me back then. He was absolutely one of my favorites. And yeah, this was the toughest one for me in a while. So thank you, Scott Razor, um, for, for everything that you gave us. Yeah. Rest easy, big man. You will be missed. Um, let's go ahead and get into our regular show. Uh, of course, we always kick things off with uh, math-based wrestling. So Steve's going to run down the numbers for us. I'm no mathematician, but I've been doing some calculations. All right. You are. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling he would not. I'm giving tests next week. I bet he wouldn't do well on them. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, we have a little more here because we are recording this on Thursday. As we're recording this, SmackDown started two minutes ago um, as I'm talking right now. So I've got two episodes of Impact wrapped into this one. So a little more than usual. Uh, so we've got for week 21 of Math Based Wrestling, we have 42 matches. It's 20 stardom, almost half was stardom this week wow. uh, nine aew four impact three wwe three nxt two nxt uk they gave us a little bonus and one nwa total seconds of bell to bell time nineteen thousand one hundred thirty three. that translates to five hours 19 minutes and 13 seconds a slight drop of 7.8 percent of total match time uh, the match average, 7 minutes, 36 seconds, a slider drop of 1.0%, so practically the same as last week. The longest match was the 20-minute draw from March 13th, Julia and Tekla against Mirai and Shuri, the Battle of Donna Domando, where neither of them is allowed to lose, so they have to go to a time limit draw. Um, <laughs> well, and why was that 20 minutes? It wasn't even the main event. All the other non-main events get 15 minutes. Why does the Donna Domando match get 20? Hmm. it's nwo rules man <laughs> i guess but that was the longest of the week the shortest of the week oh and we'll talk about this in a few minutes uh tiffany stratton beating saray on nxt in 53 seconds <sighs> yeah and i'm gonna be i'll be real honest i thought it was shorter than that but <laughs> yeah no yeah we have 53 <sighs> yeah yeah, so yeah. It, it, that actually edged out a Masha Slamovich squash, <laughs> which went one minute, one second. At this point, she needs to start endorsing produce. That's all I'm saying. Masha, Ma, Masha Slamovich. Ah, not so easy, is it? Ma, and I screwed up her first name. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to start endorsing some uh, some squash at your local restaurant or oh, local yes. uh, grocery stores. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Healthy. It's like a vegetable or something. Whatever right. that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's week 21 of, of math-based wrestling. I guess next week, we're not really sure when we're recording next week, are we? Not quite yet. Uh, All right. But I was going to say on. we... I was going to say we wouldn't have any impact, but we might because we might have to record on Friday again. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, just keep an eye on Twitter. We'll keep all those updates coming for you. Uh, it's all my fault because I've started a new job, but <laughs> yeah, most things are Tim's fault. I've, I've known him a long time. Trust me. Oh yes, yes, yes. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, so that's your math based wrestling update. Thank you, Steve. Let's jump into our news and uh, why don't we jump into our three count? 
Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. We have a three count this week. We do. Uh, and our, our three favorite female wrestling personalities that never got in the ring. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I just realized that disqualifies one of the ones I was thinking about. Oh, boy. Oh. I was like, no, wait. She wrestles. I'm dumb. <laughs> Who was, was that? Only... I got to ask. Oh, it was going to be Quinn McKay. Oh, she does wrestle. But she yes. does wrestle. So, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. So I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to think <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Well, let... you're up first. Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It was my challenge. Yeah, my two and my one are good. It's my number yeah. three. Uh, Pick this up. I want to watch SmackDown. Hey, hey, hey. Pipe down over there. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Liv yeah. tweeted out today. She said SmackDown Liv. I think Liv's on tonight. And here you are holding things up. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure they're, I'm sure her and uh, Rhea are probably showing up to confront the tag team uh, contenders. <laughs> I swear. If we get Sasha and Liv in the same match tonight, Ooh. what a Friday. What a Friday. Um, hmm. okay, let's say my number three. Let's say, let's say, <laughs> <laughs> let's hypothetically say, hypothetically, your number three. My hype. Oh, actually, now, ha I got it. I got it. All right. I got it. I got it. He's got it. He's got it. I do. Um, if I can, and of course, I'm going to blank on the name. And I actually really like this person too. And now I'm blanking on the name, but. She's an AEW. She is not an in-ring competitor, but she is in the ring quite often. Wearing a striped shirt, refereeing the matches, it's <laughs> Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> I, I loved how you vamped until it came Like, wait, back wait, wait, no, you. I got it. It's in there. It's in there. <laughs> Aubrey Edwards. She's approximately five feet eight inches. Yes. She no. wears a ponytail. Yeah, and I don't know. I didn't think of her originally, but yeah, I really do like Aubrey. I think she's great as uh, as a ref. I like the fact that she's so involved with AEW uh, on the kind of geeky technical side. She helps uh, run basically their video games PR division, which mm-hmm. I think is awesome. And I think she helps with development as well, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's super talented. Uh, got her... Um, hands in a lot of different cookie jars over there kind of cool yeah all right all right my number three yeah we've we've talked i know you like i'm not totally shocked by that all right good call good call all right my number three i think some people are going to be mad at me i'm kind of mad at me to be honest with this but i got to be honest and i'm talking about the performer here at the time so with an asterisk but I, i i can't pretend that at one time i wasn't the world's biggest sunny fan because i was and so at the time in the mid nineties, when we didn't know who she actually was behind the scenes and we were just seeing what we saw on television, Sunny could not be topped for me. Now we know she's kind of like a crappy person. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't say I am a fan of hers now. I don't really like her, but I definitely enjoyed what she brought to the television product uh, in the you know 94 through 98 um, era back in the day. So I got to be fair. I got to give her the number three spot, but she's not getting any higher based on her, uh, her recent, uh, perf- uh, not performance, behavior, behavior. Yeah. yeah. And, and the things that she has said, which is pretty bad. So she's not a great person, but man, back in the day, she was all, I was all about me some sunny. 
Oh, and, and me too. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, I famously, know they're well famous for us. <laughs> right, There's right. The, the story where we went to do the autographs, and I, she was with um, LOD the Legion of Doom. Yeah, yeah. like the, the most iconic tag team in history. <laughs> and what was I got? Uh, Animals autograph. You got yeah, because she was in the middle of them, and then so got her Animal Sunny Hawk. Yeah. And was so enamored with Sonny and her autograph that I just walked right past Hawk. <laughs> Hawk, Hawk put his hand out to take the picture from you. And I just, just kept going. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair, I, I didn't even think of Sonny because for some reason I thought that she did wrestle in ECW. Uh, if so, I, I don't remember. It, it wasn't prominent. I don't, I don't think so. Well, I mean, maybe she did. I don't know. If so, have. it was like a, a garbage nothing match or she'll something. say she, she would have been at least number four if not the number three probably for me if if that if i didn't have that mentality thinking that she okay wrestling. and may, maybe she had and i just wasn't aware of it yeah that, if so be. it wasn't particularly high profile and not very often obviously it may have been no no one-off. she definitely wasn't a regular wrestler even yeah. if she did wrestle once or something yeah yeah um my number two uh is going to be the wonderful and lovely renee paquette ah not surprised uh otherwise known as renee young in wwe mm-hmm. was fantastic as a uh, backstage interviewer was really good i thought on commentary um yeah and i enjoyed her and one of the fr- not not the first but one of the first uh women to be a regular commentator for the weekly shows uh, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. WWE, especially, um, which is awesome. And her, her podcast is awesome. She's fantastic. Or she's married to uh, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you know him mm-hmm. as. Um, she's just, she seems really fun, really down to earth and just a really cool person. Yes. And I always liked her work. Yes. Yes. Agreed. She, uh, yeah, she's great. And she probably would have been number four for me. She might've been number three. I actually toyed with it but I didn't want to put her because she's too similar to my number two, who I ah. think, you know, oh, what's yes. coming here. Yeah. Cause my number two has got to be the amazing Kayla Braxton, who I just absolutely love everything about. She's so funny. She's witty. She's fast. She's quick on her toes. She, I mean, she can stand toe to toe with Paul Heyman and not many people can do that. No. Um, she, she's good at her job. She gets the talent over. Uh, she asks the right questions, um, but she herself is also entertaining. Never at the, uh, never to the detriment of the people that are supposed to get over. But you, you know, you put her on a panel before a pay per view, and she is absolutely fantastic, and just so fun to watch and so fun to listen to. And you can tell she loves what she's doing. She, she's always smiling and happy and laughing and man, I just, I love Kayla Braxton and I just want everything good to happen in her world. Yeah, she is fantastic. And like I said, when we did our uh, year end award show, um, she was my vote for feud of last year with her right. and Paul Heyman. Yeah. Cause it was just fantastic. It was electric when the two of them were on screen, I was glued to it. I was in, it was funny. They bounce off of each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, honestly, outside of uh, Punk and MJF, it's probably my favorite feud for the past couple of years. No, all right. <laughs> Between the two of them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't yeah. like this, the the format change to Talking Smack and Raw Talk. I, haven't, I'm, I myself haven't watched it. 
theater yeah. show in a couple of months. I, I don't like the format. I mean, it's not a bad format, but it's nowhere near as fun as the original format was. I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. All right. Number one. And I have a feeling we're going to same both uh, cross the finish line with the same person here. And that I is, think so. I would say, Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. The incomparable, amazing, beautiful, radiant Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, growing up, uh, the heyday of like the late eighties, uh, or mid to late eighties with, with Liz and Savage. Uh, Hogan and Hogan. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the mega powers explode that whole mm-hmm. storyline with Savage being, uh, so jealous of Hogan and how they, they built that for a year. Full a year. year. Yep. It was crazy. Uh, why can we not get stuff like that now? Oh, yeah. Come on, WWE. We don't need booking on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Plan some stuff out, y'all. Um, but yeah, no, Elizabeth was amazing. Just yeah. She, she was a face no matter what the person she was managing was. I mean, she did a heel thing in the NWO, but whatever. That was a different time. I'm yeah. talking, like you said, 1980s Elizabeth. Um, you know, she was with the biggest deal in the company, Macho Man Randy Savage, but everyone loved her. She got him more over as a heel by being the most beloved face in the promotion outside of, you know, Hogan himself. Um, it just, it, it was unlike anything that's been done before and since. And she didn't have to do anything. I mean, she didn't really do anything. She, it was just her presence and the way she carried herself and the way she presented herself. I'm not saying she didn't do any, I'm saying like physically, she didn't go out and do anything. Um, it was her, just in her performance and her acting, really. She yeah. barely even spoke. She, she yeah, never very really few times was she ever on the, on the microphone. She right. A random question here or there. Mm-hmm. Mean Gene, and that was about it. But it was usually yeah. about Savage. <laughs> and then Savage would interrupt and tell her to quit talking. Yeah. Which just <laughs> got him more over as a heel. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, Miss Elizabeth. And let me tell you, as a kid, um, yeah, there was nobody like Miss Elizabeth as oh, a yeah. nine-year-old boy. Yeah. Huge crushes all the way around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like my first real live crush. I say real live because before her, there was Smurfette. <laughs> Smurfette beat her to the punch. But as far as real live human beings, yeah, Miss Elizabeth was the first one for me. Um, so put that on top of everything else and just how iconic she was and and classy. So yes. classy, the way she presented herself too. Just, man, there was, there'll never be anybody else like Miss Elizabeth. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, need to get her in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Needs Gotta to be in it. the Hall of Fame. Um, all right. Well, now we will start with our uh, regular show and the news. I approve. And, and uh, I guess the, the really, the, we got two big newsworthy things to talk about. And one is, it's official now. It is yep. official. We've seen the first WWE photo and their press release. Roxy is signed with the WWE. Yes. Uh, along with, uh, also notable, I thought, was the daughter of Santino Morella. Right. He's also been talking her class. up for a while. Yeah. 
And I thought it was funny. They also included Fallon Henley in this class, even though she's yes. already been on NXT. <laughs> yes. Yeah, somebody else, too. There's somebody else that's already been on NXT that they included. Yeah. And who it was. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't show her dancing. Yeah. No, no, no <laughs> dancing pictures of Fallon Henley. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, this could go one of two ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think you can say goodbye to the name Roxy. We'll, yeah. we'll be calling her something else whenever she makes her debut. Um, I, I, I told my friend Mark that if anyone can overcome uh, the crap that WWE puts women who aren't Charlotte and Becky through, it's Roxy. Um, she's got the talent. Uh, Sasha Banks says, be so good they can't ignore you. That's Roxy. Yes. Um if she hangs in there, she will be a star in WWE. It's just, will she have the patience for it? I mean, she may not need it. She, she's so good, they might just strap the rocket to her. Um, they don't often do that. So I'm not right. going to say I'm predicting that. And that's not a comment on Roxy. That's a comment on WWE, just because yes. they don't do that. Um, but if they're going to do it with someone, it's going to be with Roxy. Yeah, I mean, because she, she's what, 20 years old? Uh, yeah, 19 or 20, 19 or 20, something like yeah, she's, she's still very young, yeah. Um, but the technical acumen that she shows at such a young age is so impressive, yeah. Um, and hopefully, they let they let her lean into that as far as character work goes. I really just well, my my dread is that she gets saddled with some ridiculous gimmick that she has to try and get over. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have the feeling they're going to do that with her. I, again, uh, I hope not. That's, that's, that's yeah. why it's my dread. That, that's the worst case scenario. It is a worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel that's coming for her, but I don't I, think that's her strength. But I also think that she's so good that she can probably get anything over. Yeah. Just based on, cause no matter what the outside the ring is going to be, once the bell rings, she can go with the yeah. best of them. Yeah. And her, her psychology, her, her yeah. wrestling brain is up there with the best of them. Everything she does makes sense. Everything she does is believable. Um, my, my grandfather would not have been able to point at her and say, Oh, that looks so fake. Um, she, she's that good. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm hopeful for all the, the this class. Yeah. Um, I want them all to succeed. I mean, I don't but I'm already invested in Roxy. So yeah. Um, yeah. I really, really, really want her to, to succeed. Cause I want to see her wrestle a lot all the time. I'm Long already matches. salivating at a possible like Roxy Io Shirai match. Right. Come on. Yeah. Just take my money. That would be amazing. But yeah, so excited. And hopefully again, it's going to, it's going to be good and can't wait how long do you think before we see her show up on TV? I've been asking myself that question. I don't know. I mean, you know, with anybody else, well, I mean, like we said, a couple of them are already on TV. Already on there, yeah. So, I mean, it could be very, very quick when you when you think about that. I mean, if if they're willing to put Fallon Henley out there, and again, she's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything about Fallon Henley, but she's not Roxy. So if they're if they're willing to put people who aren't at Roxy's level on TV. Um, I, I think it might be just as soon as they kind of get a name for her and get an idea for her to get her out there. So it may yeah. not be too long. And, and you know, I hope that the, the good thing about being in NXT is we are more likely to get 10, 15, 20 minute matches for her. 
than if she was on the main roster right now. Yeah. So get her on some takeovers and uh, you're really going to see her shine. Agreed. Uh, Other uh, news coming out. Of course, uh, we finally know who the female inductee of the Hall of Fame this year is going to be. All hail Queen Charmel! <laughs> Queen Charmel being inducted All into the Hall hail of Fame. Queen Charmel! It was annoying then. It's annoying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it worked too, didn't it? Oh, yeah. it did. It did. Yeah. And I mean, I loved it with with King Booker. Booker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So oh, yeah. simple, something so simple that she did that got her and Booker over huge as heels. Oh yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I, I, it makes me think of like um, uh, Vicky Guerrero. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Yep. I can take one little phrase and it, it's the over, way you deliver you it. over it, and bam, mm-hmm. off yep. to the races. But yeah, congratulations to Charmel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think? It's ne- okay. The argument is never, is she more deserving than somebody else? The people that we think are deserving are eventually, unless there's some sort of legal issue going to get in. Yes. So I, I'm not worried. Is she more deserving? Should she be in before this other person? There are all sorts of things that go into that kind of decision, including like, do we want this many A-listers in one year? Let's space them out. Let's put yeah. an A-lister this year. And I'm my, my, I'm in, I'm not saying she's not an A-lister. I'm just saying, I'm not worried about people who aren't getting inducted. Um, do you think that she is Hall of Fame worthy? That is, it's an interesting question. It really is. Um, because, I mean, yes, she was great as Queen Charmel. Yep. And she got that over. She was a Nitro girl. She was a Nitro girl. But I mean, outside of that, there's not really a lot of other highlights to her career. Yeah, she she did a lot for that one act. Yes. Yeah. Um, is it in my mind, like when I think of Hall of Fame, do I th- does she come to mind? I'll be honest. No, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that. And and that's I'm not saying again. It's not bad. I'm not saying she's bad. I thought no. she was great in the character. But when you think of the term Hall of Fame, the greatest of the great, you know, kind of thing, I wouldn't put her that high on my list. And I don't think it's a it's a talent thing. And correct me. I don't mean to speak for you. Correct me if I'm if I'm misspeaking. I don't think you're commenting on her talent. I think you're just commenting on her overall influence. Yes. On yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing to do with the talent, but it's just the impact she had on the business, right. right? And the footprint that she left. That's basically what I'm commenting on. Yeah. Um. As a like, as we you know mentioned, Liz and right. in the Hall of Fame, because it, it's very kind. Of, it's kind of similar. Because I mean, I think Charmel. I think was maybe in some mixed tags. She might have wrestled a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. I don't, um, I don't, I don't remember, but she was primarily a valet and yeah. outside of the ring talent. And so like, when you sit there and think of the contributions that Liz made and the impact she had on the business and then the impact that Charmel had on the business, that's why it's like Liz, I think is in that level of hall of fame, but Charmel just not quite there. Let me throw this out there though. She is a partner with Booker T in his wrestling school, right? That's true. 
and they're training people like Roxy. That's true. So maybe should that count? I mean, I think Hall of Fame does have to encompass your your total contributions to the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, so yeah, I mean, I guess you could. Um, I think that helps her. Yeah, her I think case. that it yep. definitely points in her favor. Yeah, and again. I am not saying she's completely undeserving of it. No, I'm not either. I, I understand. You understand what possible, I'm getting at. Yeah. The possible discourse. Like, yeah. And that's why I asked. Because I, 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 I can see the argument for it. And I can see where some would say, ah, I don't know. I'm not sure I see it. Um, but regardless, I'm not mad about it. Oh, no. I'm, no. All, I'm all right with it. Like, welcome. Um, I think that's cool for her. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely enjoyed, enjoyed Queen Charmel and all hail King Booker. Because when you think about the Hall of Fame, and that's kind of the thing that some people have been discussing is, you know, headliners for the Hall of Fame. We're kind of getting to that point where it's like we're running out of those top level names that you hang that Hall of Fame on, mm-hmm. like The Undertaker this year. Right. Um, rumors that Batista might be that name next year when they're in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas, like, I think a Miss Elizabeth, you could maybe make her a headliner. I agree. She could headline a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Mickey James, when she goes in, could probably be your headliner. Could be. When could she be. goes in. So I get the the chess match they have to play. Mm-hmm. To, even though there are many people deserving not putting, you know, going, you know, balls out every year because you do have to kind of plan out. Yeah. How you, how you put them in there. So, but yeah, I, again, I'm not upset with it at all. Uh, Again, congratulations to Charmel. I say she was extremely entertaining um, and very good at what she did. Yep. And, and still, like we said, having um, an impact, a continuing influence influence and impact in the wrestling and involvement. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, um, but yeah, I, I understand. I'm sure that discourse is going on a lot <laughs> since the announcement I, in the probably. wrestling community. Yeah, uh, I mean, you you pick any topic in this discourse about yeah. the wrestling community. Yeah, Very even true. if there shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move to SmackDown uh, from last week. Yeah, and not the one that's going. Not on the one right currently now airing that um, I'm missing. <laughs> and we got Ronda and Charlotte facing off. Little uh, promo back and forth. Um, and Charlotte basically claiming Rhonda's got one move. And then Rhonda, you know, what was the analogy she made uh, with Mike Tyson? The, um, it's like he's not just a punching guy. or she, uh, yeah, Mike Tyson bar. isn't just a boxer or just a fighter or something like that. Just suggesting that he's a one he trick pony. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't just have one punch that he like there's there's a technique to what he does and uh, yeah. yeah and you know because charlotte equating that the only thing ronda's got is the arm bar mm-hmm. um and then ronda kind of busted out a new move or yeah but this was that was two weeks ago oh yeah that was two weeks ago yeah well, this was kind of a rebuttal lock. yeah the ankle yeah. lock and this was kind of the rebuttal to that um and then at the end of the night there was the parking lot brawl. Yeah. Um, which I don't know what it is with McMahon. And when you get close to WrestleMania, he wants to get 
people fighting and slammed onto the vehicle almost every year. It seems yeah. like. Well, WrestleMania uh, 12, Piper and Goldust did it at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah it was at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of ended with uh, Charlotte getting that one up on yeah. Rhonda after she suplexed her onto the hood of the car. Yeah, she needed uh, something here. Yeah, you, you needed to kind of rehabilitate Charlotte as a competitor for mm-hmm. Rhonda. Just to, to up the stakes, to heighten the drama. Yeah. For the to make match. them look, you know, even. Yeah. Evenly matched. Yeah. Because, I mean, we all know Ronda's badass. She comes off yeah. as one. She's a UFC champion. We know she's legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no question. Badass. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you don't want it to go into, you know, your biggest show of the year with an opponent that uh, doesn't matter. There's no chance she can win. You know? Yeah. Even you though- don't want to think that there's no shot that Charlotte wins. Yeah, even though we kind of think that anyway, just because Ronda's marquee, and that's you know, just the kind way. of. I don't think it as much as I did during Ronda's first run, though. Well, that's true. Because Ronda's run first is... run, you knew she was just going to beat everybody into her last match. Yeah, but now um, you can't. I can't help but wonder: Are they going to book it differently this time, so that it's not true. just a repeat of what we saw the first time around? And I mean, there's so many ways you could do so. Okay, and see, it's interesting because we have both women's matches on the same night. Yeah, that's so weird. I still don't know what to think about that. Are they doing that so Becky can interfere? To what end? To cost Ronda the match. Oh, 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 duh. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're getting to at. To kind of hype up what the... I mean, could she not interfere if it was on a different night? Oh, I mean, she could. Still in town. Still in town, but I don't know, just... I don't know. I'm thinking the WWE mentality. <laughs> right. Everybody that's here tonight will be gone tomorrow night. Yep. They're not, they're no longer here. No longer here. We, we have a house show in Vegas tomorrow. Although I have a, an interesting proposition theory, um, fantasy booking, I guess, for uh, Becky and Bianca, which we'll get to later when we talk about raw. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I I stayed up till twelve thirty at night on a Wednesday because I needed a new Animal Crossing villager when yeah. I moved out, and so I was using I used a hundred thousand Nook miles um, to to travel around to to like fifty different islands looking for someone that I wanted. I was looking for the new villager Sasha. That was the primary <laughs> one I wanted. Could not, and it's actually a, a, a male in the game, so couldn't find him but I wanted him because his name's Sasha. But I eventually said, oh, I'll take this one, Bianca. So Bianca is my new villager on Animal Crossing. That's awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of Sasha. Yes. Good segue. Uh, Sasha and Naomi had a tag match on SmackDown. They took on Natalia and Shayna Baszler for some reason. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. thought this was obviously going to be a way to get Natalia and Shayna into the match. But no. And no, Sasha and Naomi just flat out beat them, and that was that. Unless there's something going on right now, I don't know, because I'm missing SmackDown. <laughs> Say it another few times so people know. I will. Um, yeah, this was just very odd. Very, very odd. Um, I mean, happy and, for... And, and it only took three minutes and 20 seconds. So it's yeah. not like they were they were establishing Natalia and Shayna as potential title contenders here. Yeah, this was just shy of a squash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's like, 
what are we doing with Shayna Baszler? Come on. Now. I know. Let's, I know. This is just I, I guess the goal, Sasha and Naomi haven't teamed up since they were team bad, to my recollection. Well, that's uh, true. So maybe this was, you know, their way of establishing them as a, an actual threat for the tag titles. Despite like the fact the, that they, they, they are a real team, they're going to tag together. It's not right. Say. <laughs> See, they they want a tag match. They're a tag team. Um, although Kofi should check and make sure they're registered yeah, as a tag team. Tag team. <laughs> um, I, I bet he. I, I promise you, backstage, he's asked them that like five thousand times. Um, so I guess that was the WWE thinking behind it, and I, sure, yeah, it accomplished that. But what did it do to Shane and Natalia in the meantime? Yeah. Uh oh man. <sighs> one day, one day Shayna will be pushed the way she needs to be pushed. She should have won the title from Becky at WrestleMania 36. Yes. Yes. After running the gauntlet in the friggin' uh elimination, elimination chamber. chamber. Yeah, I was third row for that. Hey Tim, I got a front row seat for Raw in six weeks. Five That's weeks. true. That's true. Yes. You all can look for me because I'm going to be right smack dab in the middle of the front row, May 2nd at Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm planning on making a positively wrestling sign, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Get the word out. I love it. And the other side's a Liv Morgan sign. Of course. Of course. I would expect no less. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, real quick, also just a quick shout out. Uh, get well soon to Big E uh oh god yeah speaking of smackdown uh because we were we were actually hanging out this past weekend playing 2k22 (laughs) like for three days we played 2k22 it was amazing it was awesome uh but of course we kept up with the shows and yeah what a a horrific spot and just a bad injury for for biggie the nicest guy oh god yeah and it speaks to it that even after all this has happened like People that have been talking to him see him say he's still got the smile on his face. He's still in good spirits about it. Oh, everything. he was posting like funny tweets today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a guy! What a guy! And I've I've met all I've met the new day, all of them, and they're all just great people and great guys, and they they deserve nothing but good things. So I hate to see something like this happen to yeah. To Biggie. So get well soon, Biggie. Uh, we love you. We want you to heal. Um, as fast as possible, but as safely as possible as well. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Such a serious injury, but yeah, get well soon, man. Um, let's move to AEW, and uh, big thing happened. And we thing. predicted it. We yeah. predicted it, and it did happen. Thunder Rosa has won the AEW women's title. She beat Britt Baker in the cage match in her hometown. Man, that crowd was hot. It was. That crowd was hot. And this match was brutal. Thumbtacks, chairs, cage spots, rough around the edges. Definitely. It was. I, I, I am very torn on this match. Yeah. Okay. For, for my initial reaction was it was fun. Like I enjoyed it. Yes. This, this, for me, this is the epitome of Michael Bay wrestling. It was enjoyable and entertaining, but I wouldn't say it was good. Yeah, it's it, it wasn't it wasn't the lights out match because the lights out match was good and it was brutal. And I still had problems with that match. And those the problems I had with that match were very similar to the problems I had with this match, but the problems were more prevalent in this match. Yes. Um but 
I, don't let that take away from the fact congratulations thunder rosa yeah i mean yeah she she gives so much and you can see her passion and you can see how much she cares about wrestling and how much she cares about women's wrestling she gives mm-hmm. so much to it and i love that um i love that about thunder rosa i love how much she she contributes and you know she started her own women's wrestling promotion to give more women's wrestlers opportunities mm-hmm. um and it just ah, and i just I wish I I didn't find things about her work often that I I don't like, but I mean, I've got to be on, I can't come on here and, and and BS. Um, um, There are things I like about her work, but also uh, to me, there were some spots here that made no sense. Yeah. Uh, The finish made no sense. Like she, she power bombs Brit onto thumbtacks. Brit kind of halfway sells it and then stands up leaves the ring thunder rosa follows her brit hits her in the head with a chair and then they go back in the ring straight into the finish yeah what so there's obviously some timing some miscommunications going on with and i think that might have been a you know brit goes outside and then aubrey's like uh we gotta wrap it up times times time short we're losing time so we've got to go to the finish and it just happened to play out that way. And again, didn't Could've look been. great. No. That. Um, it, there, there was no build to the finish at all. Yeah. Um, no drama, no no suspense to it. Uh, and then things, uh, you remember last year in the Lights Out match, I, I pointed out the table spot where they came off the top and went through the table. But they yeah. didn't really go through the table because it was half-hearted and it just came off really weak looking. Yeah. Um, it was the same thing here with the powerbomb onto the thumbtacks because Thunderosa dropped down to a knee yeah. to do the power bomb. And if, and, and I, I speculate the same thing. This is only speculation. I don't know, but I'm speculating that she cares about who she's working with. She doesn't want to hurt them. Same right. thing I said last year. I don't think she wanted to hurt Brett last year. I don't think she wanted to hurt Brett here. And so she did that to soften the blow. But if you're afraid of hurting your opponent, just don't do the spot, do something else. Yeah. Find another spot to do. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah very rough around the edges match um but i uh, i'm happy that thunder rosa gets to have that belt and gets to have well hopefully be at least a decent title reign yeah i don't want him to hot potato this title onto somebody else or brit to just regain it right uh in a rematch and i i want to see the thunder rosa that everybody says they see yes that that's what i want i i want her to be as good as everyone wants to to say that she is and this could be her opportunity to do that i think she's got it in her i'm not saying she doesn't have the ability i'm just saying whatever reason when she goes out there in these big tv matches it it doesn't it doesn't translate um or at least it hasn't the ones i've seen uh, i haven't seen every thunder rosa match i'm sure maybe there are plenty out there where and i'm just seeing the the wrong ones um but and i was very much the same way with diana perrazzo until recently and now recently she has been delivered starting with that Roxy match. That's where it was. That's where she started really click for me. And so it can happen with Thunder Rosa. Maybe it'll be Thunder Rosa's next match. And then she'll just start nailing it every time out. That's what I want. That's what I'm hoping for. Cause I do like her. I like her and I want the best for her. Um, I just, uh, I I, I have to be honest. Uh, I'm sorry. Now outside of like a rematch with Brit, uh, if they go that route, who do you think her first uh, opponent for the title will be? 
will be, I don't know. I think it would be a good idea for it to be Jamie Hayter mm. because she could beat Jamie. Jamie doesn't need to win it right now. As much as I love Jamie, um, and Jamie is one of my favorites in Ring of, uh, Ring of Honor. Well, <laughs> I might as well be Ring of Honor in AEW, um, but she shouldn't win the title now. And that would be a good way to transition into a Jamie Britt. Future. Maybe maybe have it to where Jamie looks like she might win. Right. And Britt's like, no, 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 no. That's my belt. You don't get that yeah. before me. And yeah. Almost like a Triple H and Batista back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That would be interesting. I, I, that's I'd the way I would that. go. That's how, that's where I would take it. Uh, I would like to see, and not necessarily first up, but I'd love to see a Thunder Rosa Sheeta program. Yeah. I think at some point, really yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe even Thunder Rosa and um, da, 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 Thunder Rosa <laughs> and uh, uh, Deeb Serena Deeb. Oh, Serena Deeb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that. Would Don't be forget really about awesome. Riho. Oh, that's true. Riho yep. still with the company. It doesn't get used as much as she should. Yeah. Well, she's uh, hurt right now, I think. Oh, I, she, I think she's recovering from an, an elbow that, or shoulder. You're or right. Something. She did pick yeah. up another injury. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would be a good program too. So mm-hmm. uh, also on a Wednesday, we did get a little inter- backstage segment interview with uh, Jade Cargill, TBS champion. Yeah. And um, they were talking about uh, who's going to be number 30 who is going to be the magic number 30 who's going to step up for that bit show uh and we might find out tonight who knows late <laughs> late Ram- night tonight that's right because it's after the march madness tournament yeah it's uh, scheduled to start at 11 30 but that you know that's if it's on time that's yeah if we don't have Eastern. ot or whatever in, in the Eastern, games yeah. I set my uh, DVR to record three hours later. <laughs> I'm not taking any chances. Just in case. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know, and it was just speculation, just rumors, uh, but some people thinking that it might be Athena, the former Ember Moon, mm. may be AEW bound and could show up as a surprise challenger for the TBS Open Challenge. If it's her, she should win. I think that would be awesome. Because yeah. I don't want her to come in and debut in a loss, even to Jade Cargill. Yeah. Because then it's WWE all over again. True. True. Now, I mean, well, and it's kind of two. Th- it's kind of two sided. Now, if she's just coming in as a one off. Oh yeah. Then okay, if she loses, I get it. Right. Because she's not right. signing with the company. But if you're signing her to a deal, mm-hmm. don't let her debut match be a loss to anybody, no matter who anybody. it is. Yeah, uh, because if she, you don't want her to to beat Jade as her first match. Don't put her against Jade in her first match. Yeah, because she could be really good. Another name that was thrown out there as a possibility is Mia Yim. Oh, okay. Keith Lee, of course, already with AEW makes right. sense that Mia may follow suit. Yeah. Um, and I think she could be one. And it, you know, again, if she takes a loss, not not great for your first match to be a loss. But um, I think Athena has more main event potential. Yes. As a wrestler. Um, yeah. No offense to Mia Yim. I loved her in mm-hmm. uh, NXT and I loved her in Impact. There's just, uh, Athena has the it factor. She's just yes. got it. She's yeah. got it. But yeah. So interesting to see if maybe that comes to fruition because uh, Athena has been gone from our TV sets for far too long. Far too long. Yes. For the talent that she's got. So Yes. Uh, let's move on to some NWA and uh, what do we have with this Crockett Cup preview? 
Well, we've got uh, tonight Crockett Cup um, event, pay-per-view event from uh, NWA this weekend. So ah. uh, they're bringing back the old Crockett Cup from back in the day. They may have done it recently as, as well. Um, but Saturday night is the classic Crockett Cup tag team tournament. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is on pay-per-view or through NWA All Access, which apparently I have. <laughs> I went I went to order it and I went through Fight TV and I went to my subscriptions and then it said here like your NWA all access and it showed me what I have available to watch. I was like, yeah. oh, I guess I have it already. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, so that that's on Saturday night. So that's all men's stuff. And then on day two, it's like a traditional pay-per-view, but like every match is a title match. Um and so that's Sunday night. And so that includes um, NWA Women's Tag Team Championship being defended as the Hex, who we've talked about quite a bit on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Kay and Marty Bell defend against Kenzie Page and Ella Envy. I don't know how that's working since, uh, you know, old Medusa uh, suspended Kenzie Page. Oh, that's true. Last weekend. So I don't know if that will be addressed somehow. Maybe it'll be addressed on USA, NWA USA tomorrow. Uh, I don't know, but that's what's slated to take place Sunday night for the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championship. And then we have the triple threat for the NWA Women's Championship as Camille defends against Kylie Ray and Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. Um, Camille's been champion a while now. She's been champion since June. Um, I'm not saying I'm predicting her to lose, but I f- this is the first time where I feel like she could. I haven't really felt like it was a possibility in any other match before this one. Um, And here, I I think maybe, I don't know, Chelsea Green, just something about it. I feel like she might be able to pull this one out. Being in a triple threat match where she wouldn't have to beat Camille, um, I I think makes it more likely. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll be watching. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to those two matches. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Chelsea win and, and pick up the belt. Yeah, um, just because you'd have both her and Cardona reigning at the top of NWA, which would be yes. amazing. Yes, um, we'll be talking more about Chelsea here in a little bit. Oh yes, um, but yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And that tag match sounds pretty good. I am interested about the Kenzie Page, and I thought I had read something about Tim Storm reversing that decision. Oh. Okay. If that so, may have I, happened I off that. camera, might have happened, you know, just kind of internet wise tweet they, or something. Okay. Yeah, they reported it, but I swear I, I read something about that. Okay, you probably did. I, I just missed it more than likely. Um, so it's possible that that was already taken care of. Okay. Okay. Uh, as far as her being able to participate and compete. Okay. Um, yeah, very good stuff. Interesting. Um, let's jump over to stardom. And a few things to talk about. First, we uh, took in over the weekend the New Blood One uh, show, showcasing uh, some new talent. Um, I guess rookies, you would say, or yeah, yeah, uh, mixed in rookies. with mixed in with the established mm-hmm. uh, Stardom roster. Yeah, uh, interesting show. Yeah, I thought different, very different from um, what we're used to. Uh, and I, you know, I didn't know a lot of these, uh, a lot of these people, um, but I thought it was fun. It, it, it's very clear. First of all, Momo Kogo got a win. 
Yeah. So <laughs> I was happy about that because like, that awesome. doesn't happen much. Yeah, she defeated Sayaka. Um, we did have a, a match between uh, Queen's Quest, Lady C and Saya Kamatani against Donna Domando's My Sakurai Mirai that went to a time limit draw. 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes because it wasn't Donna Domando versus Donna Domando. <laughs> um, but the main event of the show was Utami Hayashishita defeating Miyu Amasaki. And uh, Miyu Amasaki is clearly being positioned for big things. I mean, it, yes. her presentation was, made that very, very clear. And then she joined Queen's Quest. Yeah, at the end of the show. Like, yep. boom. Yeah, and, and we, we was... speculated. We weren't sure because, you know, it was a live broadcast we were watching, so there were no subtitles. Yeah. Um, so we weren't entirely sure, but we thought that's what was happening and then when we watched the the shows that took place after that yeah that's exactly what happened yep there she was yeah. um and uh yeah so very cool yeah Miu, it does seem like they're poising her for big things yeah. uh and what i've seen so far i'm impressed i like it mm-hmm. so i am interested to see more and see her match up with some other people in stardom to see how she fares yes um and we had Queen's Quest and Oedo Tai going to a draw. Yeah, because they did their uh, their best of five series. Yes, with this interesting tug of war mechanic, uh, which they started the show and they had you know five on each side of the ring. Each of them chose a rope, and in the middle was uh, a tarp over kind of the middle of all the ropes. The tangled ropes, so you can so- see which end led to which end. Uh, and then they just removed that and the lady started pulling. And then eventually we got our pairings and some interesting mm-hmm. pairings come out of this. Yeah. We finally got that one-on-one match that they promised us a couple of pay-per-views ago that was changed to a tag match. Mm-hmm. We finally got it. Utami versus Momo. Yeah. And that was, that was a hell of a match. <laughs> it was, it was, it only got a 15 minute time limit. Yeah. And um, went to a draw. <laughs> yep. Went to a draw. And so not only did the ropes determine the pairings, but the ropes determined the order of the five matches, mm-hmm. which was interesting. And, and they even said, un, unbeknownst to the participants, <laughs> the, the, it said at the beginning. So they didn't know it was going to happen. I, 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 I got I to gotta be honest. I have no idea if this was planned out or not. I no really, in my, in my heart of hearts, I want this to totally be like real, no kayfabe, just we didn't tell you guys who you're wrestling or what order you're going in you're going to find out and then you're going to just go do it yeah because i think they i think they have the ability to where they could pull that off yeah yeah and then once uh, the pairings are really then they're going to say, okay well here's what the finish is going to be right you guys go you got five minutes go work the match <laughs> right <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah because they did do it at the beginning of the show then they had a few matches before that and then maybe, they came so back. So maybe, so maybe they took that time before the matches. That's when they worked everything out. Yeah. Very possible. Maybe. maybe. I, I mean, I would have found it very difficult to believe that of those five matches, they would have had Utami and Momo go first if they'd planned it out ahead of time. Yeah. Like, well, that's your main event. Yeah. That seems like that's main event caliber. Yeah. But Plus, I, mean, I mean, the more heightened drama of, you know, it's two ver it's two to two. two yes yeah and then who's going to win but then you end up in a draw rather right because well, I mean, we... you get you do get the drama the other way though it's like okay well if they lose this they lose but if they can win they at least pull the draw out 
for the final. Yeah, but once once we started with that draw, I pretty much knew, oh, it's going to end in a tie. Yeah, Um, because it's the need for the and and the matches like Saki versus Lady C. uh, I knew Lady C was losing that. Uh, I mean, Saki Kashima, uh, she's not like a champion or anything, but Lady C just doesn't win singles matches. Um, Azumi versus Rena. I knew Rena was losing. Same logic. Rena loses singles matches. Same thing with the next one. Sayaka Matani and Ruaka. Knew Saya was going to win that. And so it came down to Starlight Kid versus Miyu Amasaki, the, you know, the, the big time rookie. Um, and and I thought that was interesting. not going to win against Starlight. Right. Not yet. Yeah, at least. Um, although I, I, I mean, I did question at first, like when the pairings were first announced, like, oh, that's interesting. Are they going to put the rookie over? Because I know they want her, they want to do big things with her, but she is still a rookie, and this is Starlight. Um, but one, once we had the draw, I said, oh, okay, so Starlight's definitely going to win. Um, so I, I, if they had planned it, if they did plan it, I do wish they'd done Momo versus Utami last because I think it would have been more dramatic and more appropriate because that's definitely the main event of that show. Um, but it did come to a draw and, um, nothing was really settled. Yeah. And afterwards, uh, seemingly a challenge laid out. Now we don't know when, right. And if it will become official, but seemingly a challenge, uh, for one of those matches that breaks up a unit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And even Momo no- said she, hates queen's quest she can't wait for them to be broken up <laughs> yeah yeah and so momo is one who laid out the challenge mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it seems like that everyone's agreeing to it i just don't know when it can't we're a week away from world climax i can't believe it it's gonna be the longest work week of my life um <laughs> i'm so Kyrie, Kyrie in one week um but it can't be next week because we've already got Saya defending her title both nights Yes, of next week. So it can't be then. Uh, this definitely feels like a huge thing. So maybe they'll save that for the next pay-per-view, but it's not official yet. Uh, maybe they'll forget about it. I hope not. Um, I can't help. But in the back of my mind, wonder if this is what I posited when Momo first turned. If this is a long con on Momo's part to break up Oedotai. can't help but wonder in the back of my mind that i mean that's that would be interesting get this match set up and then help help queen's quest win that would be crazy that would would. be a a level five shocker i would i don't think it's going to go that way but man that would be interesting it it would make sense i'd believe it yeah it would be fantastic storytelling with how much hate there was between her and starlight i'd totally buy into it Mm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of like the grudge matches type thing going on, uh, Risa Sarah challenges Shuri mm-hmm. to a title match if she uh, comes out of uh, climax as the champion. Mm-hmm. And kind of during this challenge, of course, Julia's like, you know, are you guys in cahoots? Yeah, that was interesting. Is this uh, like what's going on? Um, yeah. So. Some little fuel to the fire to set up, you know, for that kind of double uh, title defense mm-hmm. over the two nights of climax and the ongoing storyline uh, and grudge between prominence and Julia. 
mm-hmm. and now Shuri getting kind of drawn into this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting, very interesting where, yeah. where this could go. Many different uh, threads being woven together uh, and depending on which one they decide to tug, how we're going to get the, the end of the story. Yeah, and a, a lot of times when you have a title match coming up at a big show between members of the same unit, there will be dissension, and then once the match happens, it just goes away, like it never happened. So I don't know if that's what's going to happen with Shuri and Julia, or if it is going to be what we've been speculating about, that there will be a split. Maybe Oedo Tai or Queen's Quest is gone, and that leaves room for Donna Domando to split into two and create a new one. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you know, it makes sense to me. Yeah. This could definitely all kind of be gearing towards, you know, the same kind of result. All these little storylines leading to one massive uh, culmination mm-hmm. uh, for the units getting uh, shifted around, so to speak. I, I will say I'm a little frustrated that here we've got another ice ribbon, former ice ribbon competitor, just storming into stardom and getting a title shot against Shuri. Yeah. Where's Momo's title shot? Where's Starlight's title shot? Where's um, who are, um, heck, Hazuki. Like, all these girls that have been there for years. Yeah. So They're just oh. kind of tossed to the side for all these new people that come in from Ice Ribbon. It does frustrate me. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, if it comes down to Shuri defending against Risa Seraph, like no title change happens at Climax. And I'm not expecting there to be a title change. Uh, and that match goes forward. I I wouldn't expect Risa to, to win the title. No, no, I don't expect that either. But it just takes, again, the main event spot from, from someone people else. that have been there earning it for years yeah risa sarah playing the part of goldberg (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 and you know i don't blame her like if i was her and i was offered that spot i'd take it too yeah it's like oh you want to put me in a title shot okay (laughs) right yeah yeah i mean nothing against her but yeah i mean there have been so many that have been there for years that just keep getting leapfrogged yeah yeah and i don't i don't like that yeah, lots of big things from stardom though that keep our eye on. Very, very yes. cool. I can hardly wait. I know a week that. away from Kyrie yeah. returning. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we'll talk um, more about that next week. Yes. Let's jump to impact. And uh unfortunately, I am behind on impact because of uh you know real world and and work. So you'll you'll have to do the heavy lifting on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do have in your notes that Jordan and Havoc tore it down. Yeah, on on before the impact last week they had an excellent match um before the impact it went a little over eight minutes which you know longer than uh, than most uh women's matches on regular weekly shows pick your favorite weekly show mm-hmm. um and i mean I, I don't have anything specific to point out about this match but it went back and forth it was hard hitting it was fast paced it was fun uh jordan grace got the win but man, um, like I watched it and I thought already this has a shot at being my match of the week. Uh, it was really, really good. So um, seek that one out uh, Two just big powerhouses uh, going at it and extremely athletic for, you know, their, their power and their size. And, and yeah, great stuff from Jordan and Jessica Havoc last week 
on before the impact. Yeah. And then uh, also last week we had the tag match. Um, Yes. Eight woman tag. Yes. What were the teams? So it was, um, it was uh, Madison and Tennille. So the The influence with uh, Tasha and Savannah Evans, Tasha Seals and Savannah Evans against Mickey and Chelsea and the inspiration. Aha. Very upset I missed this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, it, didn't quite make it six minutes like i thought this was going to be like a 12 15 minute match <laughs> and it, it went 5 56 like uh, so i was a little disappointed by that because come on it's eight of them you yeah. can at least give them one minute per competitor yeah come on <laughs> um but it was good while it lasted i just wanted it to last about twice as long but uh a, a little booking 101 here with mickey getting the pin on tasha and therefore, like, kind of cementing, eh, kind of lazy booking, if we're going to be honest. Like, I love Impact, but this was just an instance of a little lazy. Um, easy way to get Mickey uh, a, a rematch, a guaranteed rematch. And that's what she's getting next week ah. on Impact. We've got uh, Mickey against Tasha. Um, and that is going to be in a street fight. Ah, And Mickey and Chelsea disagreeing a little bit backstage chelsea wants to be out there in mickey's corner mm. and mickey's saying no uh so that's certainly going to play in somehow this could lead to that uh that turn or maybe even you know she defies mickey comes out and ends mm-hmm. up costing mickey accidentally yeah yeah and it, maybe it works the other way maybe mickey's the one who kind of turns on her could could that would be an interesting twist that could be, that could be a, a kind of refreshing, interesting. Oh, you didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Kind of turn on the story, because um, we've said, you know, we we think for 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 weeks now that there's definitely going to be a Chelsea Mickey program. They're building to mm-hmm. that. That's mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, and this is a way you could maybe do it without the title being involved. Yeah. And you yeah. let Tasha keep you know doing her thing and. Mm-hmm building up new feuds so yeah yeah i I do think she'll retain next week yeah i i I think so too um but uh yeah it's gonna be fun i'm interested to see it and and like i say there's many things that could happen yeah that could uh just make it more exciting and like say impact knocking out of the park you know minus the kind of lazy booking yeah, and that's just one instance. Usually they're better than that. You know, I can forgive it once. Not yeah, a huge deal. Yeah. But I mean, they're still, I mean, killing it as far yeah. as their women's division. Goes. And I expect that to be the main event. Yeah. I, I would hope that's and and kudos to AEW, by the way, because they did make Thunder Rosa and Britt their main event. Yeah, it would have been week. I mean, what crazy. If they yeah. hadn't made that the main event, I don't know what they would have been thinking. Right, right. It's it's 845. Time for Brit and Rosa. I know. It's like, come on. You're in Rosa's hometown. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and then I guess la- last night. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. While we're back on AEW for a second. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you know, I'm not a fan of watching Dark and, and Dark uh, Elevation, but this week we had the return of Shalance Royale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She is so damn entertaining i saw your tweet and i laughed out loud (laughs) please hire her anybody anybody hire her i want to watch her all the time she's so much fun i don't care like i I, not that i don't care if she wins or loses but her winning or losing does not change how entertained i am 
it doesn't matter. She is so entertaining and so different and so unique. Someone's got to hire her, please. Charlotte Royale, seek her out, watch her. You will laugh. And then Taz on commentary, <laughs> he starts getting into it. He starts singing too. Oh my God. The I'll whole tell you thing what, is man. just tremendous. Especially on Dark and Dark Elevation, sometimes the commentators are as entertaining, if not yeah. more entertaining than yeah. the action in the ring. Yeah. Because they know it's not on TV. So right. They just kind of, <laughs> yeah. They don't really care it's yeah, what yeah. they're saying. They don't kind of censor themselves. It's great. It's great. Paul White is not a good commentator. No. I'm just going to throw <laughs> it out there. He is not good at this. Um, but Taz, Taz, I've, I've always loved Taz. Taz always been great. And when oh. Chalance Royale is out there and Taz is on commentary, it is a combination that cannot be beat. It is that, so fantastic. That is awesome. Yeah, so I had to mention Shalonse. <laughs> but of course, last night on Impact, we had another uh, champ, champ challenge. Yes. From Diana. And this one ended up being a triple threat match. Yeah, Lady she Frost made the challenge. Giselle. She made the challenge last week. They were ah. both Lady Frost and Giselle Shaw were in the back kind of arguing over uh, who should get a title shot. And Diana said, there are two of you and there are two belts. Let's do it in a triple threat next week for both belts. Ah, and so yeah, and so that happened uh, last night. Uh, I I love not being able not not having to fake what day we're recording. <laughs> for once, we don't for have to once. pretend we're recording on a different day than we actually are. Um, yeah, so this happened last night on Impact. A- another match that didn't go as long as I was hoping it would. Uh, it only went six oh three. Um, but another one that was good while it lasted with Diana getting getting the win over Lady Frost, getting the fall over Lady Fo- Frost. So I'm sure the Lady Frost uh, Giselle stuff will continue on and Diana will move on. Still curious to see what's going to happen with that Ring of Honor title. Yeah, very interesting as we are still waiting to find out exactly what is involved with the purchase of Tony Khan purchasing a, a Ring of Honor and how that's going to play out for the titles and some of the talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and how that's going to go on. Um, let's move over to NXT UK. And we had a couple matches to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Leah James taking on Stevie Turner. And we also had Amelia McKenzie taking on Nina, Nina Sandwich. Yeah. Uh, Leah James is back. I don't know where she'd been. It'd been a long time since we've seen her. And uh, since um, she lost to Isla Dawn way back when Isla Dawn yeah. took her hair bow, that was the last time we've seen Aaliyah James. And that was, what, at least a few months ago, I think. I think two months, maybe? Yeah, two or three months, something like that. So she's back and uh, facing Stevie Turner. I thought Stevie Turner was going to win, but to my pleasant surprise, Aaliyah James gets the win. Um, and she she posted on Twitter that uh, she feels like she's on a roll and she's hoping it's going to lead somewhere good. I tweeted that I was happy to see her back. She liked my tweet. Um, I, I love Aaliyah James. She's got a very uh, high speed acrobatic style, but what I love is it. it's never over the top and silly. Like she, she uses it context, contextually, contextually, <laughs> in, in context, Masha Slamovich, squash, squash. <laughs> uh, contextually um so that she's not doing it just for the sake of doing a flip like she does it in a way that is either offensive or defensive and makes sense in the moment and that that is very encouraging that she's got a good wrestling mind and so i'm, I'm a big fan of what i've seen from her i want to see longer matches 
we haven't gotten to see her in a match that went more than four or five minutes yet. So I want to see what she does in a longer match, but I I have faith based on what I've seen. Um, So happy she's back. Hope she's around more often now. Um, And then, uh, yeah, we had two matches this week. Amelia McKenzie and Nina Samuels also going at it. And uh, Amelia McKenzie gets to win. So both faces won their matches this week. Uh, A little surprising. Um, But uh, Amelia is, you know, uh, um, Mako Satamora's buddy. Mm -hmm. And um, that's probably not hurting her her television presentation. Um, But, uh, yeah, and this this was a pretty solid match. This one went almost nine minutes. So they got a little bit of time. And uh, it was good. It was, I was going to say better than I expected, but that's only because it was longer than I expected. They actually got time to do something. And so we got more out of this match than I was expecting to get. And so um, probably worth going out of your way to catch Amelia and Nina with Amelia getting that win. Excellent. Now I wonder with uh, Leah James coming back, um, do you think, because with Blair Davenport, of course the injury, and we speculated she would have been the one to take the belt off of Satamora, mm-hmm. that, they possibly could pivot and have Isla Dawn take the belt off of Satamora, have a feud between Aaliyah and Isla rekindle that. I hadn't thought that far ahead, but I like it. I think that could be pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Um, I would be a little surprised at Isla Dawn winning the title, but I mean, just based on you know her previous booking that she really hasn't been pushed until recently. Um but if you know it's like you said they're almost maybe in panic mode i mean, i don't know what mako's contract situation is you yeah. know what's her contract ending i mean i don't know but you know if something like that is going on and they just want to get the belt off of her maybe that's what is going to happen or maybe you know she had some scheduled time off that was supposed mm-hmm. to be around her possibly dropping the title mm-hmm. and then you know for you know whatever reason vacation just rest who knows yeah um could be possible who knows because i mean they they did kind of it's kind of interesting they've kind of leaned really heavy into isla dawn with some of the video packages and the gothic kind of yeah feel yeah uh like they're kind supernatural. of supernatural yeah kind of building her up a bit so mm-hmm. maybe it's for that purpose who knows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's, int- well, it's interesting we, we, we have that title match next week yeah so i'm intrigued yeah we'll see yeah um, this is unrelated, but uh, Tim almost got eliminated from the Royal Rumble by Eric Bischoff last weekend, by the way. Almost, but I threw his candy ass over the top rope. <laughs> he did, but it was very close. It was very close. <laughs> it was. Man, those Rumbles are fun, though, man. They are. They are so much fun. And, and, and just and officially to say it, man, 2K22 is fun. It is. It is fun. It is worth a purchase. It's worth yep. your time. Yep. Um, it is not 2K20. Nope. It is very, very good. Check it, it out is. if you like wrestling games. It is yes. pretty awesome. It's a blast. Um, let's move to uh, NXT 2.0. Oh, my God. Or, actually, I should just be doing this every time we talk about this. Oh, yeah, here I it should comes. just be like, it's NXT 2.0. Oh, my God! <laughs> All right. You can expect thing. that from now on, everyone. Yeah, it's going to be annoying. I love it. Uh, <laughs> All hail Queen Charmel. What? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had uh, some fun. Uh, this was really fun. I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed this. Cora Jade uh, brings out her inner repo man. 
her inner Kevin McAllister and totally <laughs> home alone's toxic attraction. Yeah. Yeah. It steals the belts, which I don't know why the belts are just unattended hanging out. Backstage. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, Hey, you know, as much as he loved it, Drew McIntyre left his sword unattended. That's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, she yanks their, their belts from backstage and steals them. Um, so then we get these little vignettes one by one. <laughs> You've got, uh, uh, first is uh, uh, JC Jane uh, sees her belt hanging up. She goes to get it, and then the cage doors kind of close on her, and Cora locks her in. <laughs> and and then there's a camera from the inside of the cage looking so out like, at Cora. <laughs> right. Say, hmm. Then you had uh, Gigi Dolan getting uh, stuck in the uh, dumpster. When she put the forklift down on top of the lid. With the best line from Cora Jade when Gigi was on the inside yelling to get out. She's like, shut up. I didn't know trash could talk. Yeah. And even the crowd was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Uh, and then uh, I guess she goes out to Mandy's car. I think, does she spray paint it? She has some spray paint with her. Uh, um she didn't spray paint i think she was going to spray paint she's going to she decided i, I think, think she was going she, to steal her car yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah so she gets in mandy's car if you're gonna uh, commit a crime yeah, just just go all out. yeah but then mandy's in the back seat and she ends up beating up uh cora uh spray painting cora on the back what i assume was like a, a toxic attraction type logo that she was I going to make for, it out but you couldn't yeah, really i couldn't figure out what it was and then amazingly because Mandy's in the car, somehow Gigi and JC escaped right. <laughs> their predicaments to also be in the parking lot. My and... assumption was Mandy let them loose before she got in the car. Yes, maybe. <laughs> um, or, or maybe the cameraman got, <laughs> like, got, got her out. left. I guess I can get you out. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all Cora did was throw the key a little bit down the hallway. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, getting a match set up basically mm-hmm. yeah and two weeks Cora, yeah two weeks from now cora is going to uh, get a shot at that championship and man yep. rose i'd love for Cora to win i don't think she's going to though I, yeah it's like i don't think she will but it's like you've gone to all this trouble uh setting this up maybe you do pull the trigger I hope I would love it. I'd love, I'd love it. it. I, love I think Cora. it'd be great. Even if yeah. it's, even if it, at first it's just a short title reign, mm-hmm. but I think it would be great. It's, you know, it's kind of there. Cause this is happening uh, at takeover. Yes. So this is part of WrestleMania weekend. A lot of times they like to go for the big faces, getting the big wins. Yep. Be a good way to do it. Yeah. I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Yep. Um, now we get to the part. <laughs> Actually, let's skip that part. We'll come back to that. Let's get to Indian Persia first. Okay. Um, Indian Persia had their kind of, uh, I guess you could say grudge match because, you know, they're, they're, they're mad at each other because of mm-hmm. uh, Duke Hudson and and um, uh, the guy that stares. Why am I? Uh, Dexter Loomis. Loomis. Dexter Loomis. Uh, and like the weird four corners love angle yeah yeah <laughs> we use my favorite word <laughs> the quadrangle no <laughs> no 
Um, Damn it. <laughs> but they have this match. Indy ends up getting the victory. And then it turns into a make-out session. Who makes <laughs> out the best? And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> this is NXT. 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 It's like, okay. This is, I mean, this is ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> it was so over the top that you couldn't help but just kind of laugh at it. Yeah. Like you, yeah. You, I mean, you, you couldn't take it seriously and be mad about it. It was too silly. Yeah. It was just absolutely silly. And it's like, where are we going for this? I mean, who's going to have the better live sex show off my edge and lead? <laughs> like, right. Come on. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah okay, yeah because it's got to go somewhere from here yeah i gotta top it right well I, i'm sure we're gonna get a mixed tag out of this yes for sure i think that's absolutely probably a takeover yeah probably a takeover um winner gets a live sex show <laughs> on NXT. <laughs> oh goodness um man who are you cheering for <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> who i'm cheering for on this one um but let's talk about the thing we are stunned by, shocked by. I don't know what the hell is going on. And that's the Tiffany Stratton and Saray match. If you can even yeah. call it a match. Right. Because it really wasn't. No. Um, Saray is on her way to the ring, uh, getting ready to do the transformation gimmick that she does. But Tiffany attacks her before she can, just takes her out to the ring, beats on her for like 30 seconds and pins her. Yeah, like 50, 56 seconds. 56 seconds. It's Maybe just 53. Hold on. It was 50, um, three. 53 seconds. Yeah. Just, uh, and again, like I said, it felt like it was shorter than that. This felt almost instantaneous. Yeah. Like if you'd have sat there and said it was a 19 second match, I'd have been like, okay, yeah. That yeah. Feels right. Because <laughs> that's what it felt like. And yeah. you had Saray basically getting squashed by, um, uh, what's her name on Level Up a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And then she gets uh, rehabilitated in a match the following week. And now this. Well, yeah. I rehabilitated. She just attacked Stratton. And, you know, it cost Stratton that match against um, Fallon Henley. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, so this is where they're going. We're setting up this this story. So, you know, that NFC level up, that was just a, a fluke, a one-off. It's fine. But then this happens and it's like, I thought Saray was supposed to be a big deal. Let's go here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But uh, I mean, and that's nothing against Tiffany Stratton, who I think has tons of potential. Oh, yeah. No, lots- it's, it's, it's this. There's so many things about this. Like, I know the WWE think is that it's okay because she didn't get to transform. So she didn't beat the real Saray. And, but my thing is, it's okay because she didn't get to transform. Like, what she has to transform. My impression of this whole transformation thing wasn't that we were supposed to believe she was actually instantaneously transforming. I thought it was just a cool way to present her that we were supposed to assume that her and her, you know, schoolgirl outfit was pre recorded. That yeah. we weren't supposed to actually think that was a live shot of her walking and then walking out in something completely different, like she's like, David freaking Copperfield. Like go go right? Power Rangers action going on. <laughs> right. 
So now that tells me we're supposed to think she actually magically changes clothes for one. And then the second thing is we're supposed to think that she is tougher when she's wearing those clothes. Like what? Why can't she just be Saray who had a shot coming up at Mayu that you took her away from for this? (laughs) (sighs) I like Tiffany Stratton. Like you said, it's nothing against Tiffany Stratton. It's not about Tiffany Stratton. I, I want her to do well. She is impressive on every level. Uh, as a character, as a performer, she's awesome. Nobody should be beating Saray in 53 seconds, no matter what the excuse is. Um, I, I, the, the one, because the, the one saving grace is that because that is WWE think, I don't think this means Saray is not getting pushed anymore. Right. I this think is obviously a feud that's going to continue. Right. I, I think once they allow her to transform, she's going to be competitive. So I don't think she's going to be getting squashed every week or anything like that or get jobbed out or anything. So I don't think we have to worry about that. But I, I'm cool with the two different sides of Saray. Like, I like that. It adds some flavor. But we don't have to pretend that it gives her superpowers. Yeah, you don't have to pretend that her without the transformation is no good. Right. Because, I mean, Finn Balor has been pulling this off with the demon. He's still mm-hmm. Finn Balor. Right. But then if he has to go to that next level for a tough mm-hmm. opponent, then the demon comes out. Right. You know, same principle could apply here, but that's not how it's being presented right now. No. So, it's yeah. Not. Uh, yeah. Weird stuff there. Hopefully there's a, a, an upside to this. Fingers yeah. crossed uh, for Saray. But, uh, okay, let's move on to Raw. And, uh, hey, Liv gets a win and Bianca gets a win. Liv got a singles win on Raw. Yes. Uh, Liv, of course, accompanied to the ring by her tag team, her registered tag team partner. Right, of course, registered, yes. Rhea Ripley. Uh, and she took on um, Queen Zelina. Yep. And picked up the victory. Quick uh, victory, two minutes, great. 55 seconds to uh, return that quick victory Zelina got in the uh, Queen's, what do they call it? Queen's Crown? Queen's Queen's Crown Tournament or whatever? Is that what they called it? I yeah. think so. They went out of their way not to call it Queen of the Ring. So whatever they called it instead of Queen. No, it was Queen's, Queen's Crown because you kept calling it Queen's Quest. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Queen's right. Crown. Yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, she picks up a victory and then Bianca a little bit later takes on Dewdrop again. Now, that's the only criticism i have of this is that we have seen this match a lot (laughs) and it's it's because they don't have other people on the roster that's the reason yeah it's a good match yeah it was a good match i'm not taking anything away from the match it's just again it's been repetitive yeah we've seen it four or five times and a lot of the bits were kind of the same that we have seen there wasn't a lot of ingenuity over the uh, previous matches that they've had Right. Um, but Liv, uh, Bianca picks up the win once again, doing the KOD on uh, Dewdrop to kind of show that power and that mm-hmm. dominance um, to keep that strong image of her. But then, of course, after the match, the uh, quickly back from injury, Becky Lynch in a just fiery yellow outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a, comes like out the, like the bride from yeah. Kill Bill. Just comes out and kind of gets revenge and puts the beat down on Bianca. Yeah. Um, now, my interesting, I told you I had like an interesting kind of fantasy booking, mm-hmm. like what if scenario, mm-hmm. because again, if 
the rumors, and again, they're just rumors. We're not reporting this as fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just stuff that I've read and I'm extrapolating from that they obviously want to build uh, supposedly to next year's Mania, Ronda and Becky mm-hmm. in that one-on-one match that they've wanted to have. Which wouldn't be hard to believe. No, not hard to not a, not a hard stretch, especially since yeah. they didn't go for it at this WrestleMania. Right. It seems like they're, that's on the back burner, burner and they want to push to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would assume since, again, rumor, speculation, that that would be at the point where Ronda would probably step away again mm-hmm. or at least step down to a kind of Brock Lesnar role being just a featured performer every once in a while. Yeah. Not a full-time Possible. kind of character. Um, and you would want Becky to be the face, Ronda to be the heel. Could we see a double turn during the Becky and Bianca match? And hmm. Bianca go heel, and Becky Becky get some sympathy and be the face. Bianca winning, of course, still winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but going heel, maybe. Hopefully more successfully than, you know, Austin trying to go heel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At what? Uh, 17. 17. Yeah. Um, but you think that's a possibility? Anything's possible. Um, I don't know that I expect that. I don't think they'll go. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Becky was a face by next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I think that I think that will happen. I think she will turn herself somewhere down the line yeah i don't know if it'll be at bianca's expense um i don't know it would at least be something different it would be well it's like and the way how i came to this is you know they've been building up the whole deal with her hair yeah and how that's been used you know she whipped becky with it but of course and she said that's because you know becky grabbed my hair first right totally logical i get it and now Becky's leaning into that, you know, you know, that's an illegal weapon. You shouldn't be able to use it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we get the added stipulation that, you know, that will be a decuable offense if Bianca uses the hair in the match. Mm. Could get that. Mm-hmm. And maybe during the course of the match, Bianca, you know, maybe hits the KOD, Becky kicks out and she just can't quite put becky away gets frustrated maybe uses the hair to choke her Mm. in a real kind of heelish way Mm -hmm. um i mean the crowd may eat it up Mm -hmm. but you know it'd be kind of the maybe even the first remnants of or semblance of her possibly going heel and having that more vicious side yeah um again just a fantasy booking idea i thought of anything's possible I'd hate for her to go heal. I just invited her to live on my island. That's true. Man, I don't want her to be a jerk. <laughs> oh, I guess no hanging out with her on your island. No, no hanging out with her. Gifts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be interesting, but uh, you know, we're just we're just what, two weeks away from two weeks away. Yeah. A week away yep. from climax. Yeah. Two weeks away from WrestleMania goodness <laughs> yeah with crockett cup this weekend yeah yep. so i mean wrestling's popping off everywhere yeah crazy crazy stuff going on um yeah well that's our well that's our regular show but we got to do our 
uh, weekly uh, awards are May Young. Give them a hand, awards. Thank you so much. And let's talk about match. What do you got for match? Several good ones this week, but I think I got to go with the 15 minute draw with Momo and Utami. It was that was pretty spectacular. Yep, it was excellent. Um, would have been better with a finish, but even without the finish, uh, and I think we'll get that one on one match again somewhere down the line. Yeah. Um, but even without the finish, I, I think it was uh, at least a little bit better than everything else this week. I did really enjoy that Jordan and Havoc match, though. That was up there, uh, too. Yeah. Uh, I am. Uh, I do. Oh, like- and oh, hold on. And I, I also want to give a nod to the match between uh, Azuki and Rena. Also from that five ah. match series, um, they did different things. They did different spots. Rena, it was presented as Rena kind of knowing she was outclassed and couldn't really beat Azumi. So she was trying things you don't normally see. Like she, she took Azumi as far away from the ring as she could possibly get her and beat her down and tried to time it so that Azumi wouldn't be able to get back before the 20 count. And Azumi was running back. Momo trips her <laughs> to try to keep her from, from beating the count. Doesn't work. But And then there was another spot where Azumi hit the ropes and uh, somebody from Oedo Tai grabbed her feet and tripped her. And Rina got her in a crucifix and got a two count. And then Rina hit the ropes and someone from Queen's Quest tripped her and Azumi <laughs> got her in a crucifix. And I thought that should have been the finish. That would have been a great finish, but she kicked out of it. But little things like that that we don't normally see, they did that in this match and I really enjoyed it. So that, that gets a, that's, a, that's a close second or third. Ah, and I really liked the, uh, the Momo and uh, uh, Utami match as well. But I am so that I'm not copying your homework. Another match that I really enjoyed this week was the tag match with Julia and Tekla uh, ah. versus um, uh, Shuri and yeah, MRI. MRI, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the, liked the, that. the special Donna Del Mondo twenty minute draw. Yeah, the special twenty minute draw. Um, some of the sequences towards the end of that were just real brutal and very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, who you got for your wrestler? of the week i was so mean on mean mean and mean to her earlier but I, i'm still gonna give it to thunder rosa i mean she did win the aew yeah i mean yeah on. yeah yeah have to copy i mean yeah you just can't deny it thunder rosa definitely the big winner this week yeah new yeah. aew women's champion i like thunder i don't i'm afraid people are gonna think i don't like thunder rosa i like thunder rosa i feel bad about criticizing the way i did earlier but i just i, I want her to be everything that you know i want her to be and i'm going to keep watching until she is yes um moment what was your favorite moment of the week i like the fact that even though they were wrestling each other indy and persia came down together yes <laughs> <laughs> they came out to their interest music and entered the ring together even though they were opponents i thought that was tremendous it was very it's odd like, very new yeah it, it's like they're friends who are fighting like they're mad at each other, but they're still friends and still don't friends. really want to break up. Yeah, yeah, I I love that. That was hilarious. That was great. I I have to give it to Core Jade and uh, uh, yeah, her um, antagonizing of Toxic Attraction backstage. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was really really humorous and fun. Yeah, um, we really we also that. had a tremendous comedy match between uh, Momokogo, Fukigen Death, and Mina Shirakawa. 
Yes, yes. That match was so entertaining. And Mina I could have picked up the win. Mina got the win, but I could have picked half a dozen moments from that match alone mm-hmm. for my moment of the week. So that's another. And, and honestly, it's up there for my match of the week, too, because of how entertaining those three made that match. True. That was uh, really, really good. And the, they can do, start, they being stardom, stardom can do comedy matches right. They base it on character, not on, you know, throwing a pie in somebody's face or something like that it's entirely character based that's centered around the action that's going on Uh, my favorite moment in that was when uh death and momokogo had mina in the double wrist lock Mm -hmm. and and she rolled through with it and then found herself in the position to do her like double knee pose while they were holding her hands oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i laughed out loud I laughed out loud that she worked it in that way. So just great stuff from them too. So lots of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff this week. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Uh, again, sorry for the delay, but keep an eye out on our Twitter and our Facebook, and we'll keep you updated on mm-hmm. when next week's episode will drop. Hopefully regular time. We just don't know yet. Just yeah, don't know yet. Yeah. Just like um, I don't know what's happening on SmackDown. That's right. But you're about to. You're about yes. to. You get to go and check that out. And we are finishing up before SmackDown is officially over. <laughs> yes. And this will be posted soon. Yes. Uh, probably within, well, I mean, not <laughs> why would they know now? Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, but this will be posted within an hour or two of us finishing. <laughs> uh, all right. That. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Um, but yeah, you guys have a great weekend. If you want to reach out to us, please do. You can uh, email us at poswrestlecast at gmail.com. You can uh, find us on Twitter at plus wrestlecast. That's P L U S wrestlecast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can search for us and find us on Facebook. Just look for Positively Wrestling. And you can find us on TikTok as well. You guys have a great weekend. And uh, I'm going to let you do your normal outro, but I'm going to let Scott take us out one last time after you do that. Everybody enjoy Crockett Cup and Matane. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last but bad guys do. (laughs) 